So, Vina, what's the craziest thing you ever did sexually? Um, the craziest thing I ever did Oh, 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 okay, okay, okay. One time I had a three-way with these two guys in college and my sorority sisters were like cheering me. Yeah, that'd be it, that'd be it. What about you, sir? Craziest thing I ever did sexually? They'd probably be having sex with old gangbang here without a rubber. What's fucking done, man? I need a therapist. <laughs> it's it's some shit I need to really focus on letting go and getting over that I, I'm I'm just not doing. Man, I was thinking about therapy the other day. Not for myself, but I was just thinking about it in general because I was seeing that Kanye had went to a strip club and paid a chick 15K to listen to him. And I mean, I mean, that's really all it is. Like, you're paying somebody. I think, oh, I think all in all, when I really look at therapy from the modern day perspective, you're paying somebody that you don't know to listen to your shit and the reason that that person you're more comfortable in confiding confiding in that person is due to the fact that y'all have no personal relationship and you don't really think that there's going to be a bias there like they're not they I mean everything that they're everything that they know about you is through your your scope they they don't have any personal experiences with you they they don't have any connection to you so literally the scope that they're going to judge you off of is the information that you provide them that's all because they're going to judge you in one way or another in order to do a critical analysis and to be able to give you feedback but they can only give you feedback based off of how honest you are with them and it's easier to be honest with a stranger than it is with people you know because you can walk away from the stranger and never see them again <laughs> I mean, it, it is what it is. That's what it all boils down to. And I and I really feel like if people surrounded themselves or they were connected with people that they truly felt were going to be non-judgmental, a lot of people wouldn't even need therapists. Because in the end, a lot of people just go to therapy and get drugs, especially women. <laughs> Straight up, though, a lot of women go to therapy and the conclusion is you need drugs. <laughs> I mean, I want to say, like I said, I want to say, about seventy-five percent of women over the age of twenty-five are on some type of antidepressant or something. Like it's pretty common. They may not be on it currently, but they've experienced it before, and it's and a lot of them have that mindset of, I mean, this person's a doctor. Why not try? They it? know better. I'm telling you, man, these people running around with these degrees doesn't mean that they're more that they're smarter than you. At all, a lot of it is a, a lot of the, a lot of it is just they were willing to commit more time to it. They they were forced into it by their parents, especially like Indians and shit. Like like a lot of like a lot of Indians and Asians. Like a lot of them dudes don't want to be doctors, but that's what their parents kind of forced on them. So that's what they got to do. That's what they define to be success. It's like you're not you're not a doctor, or engineer, or a lawyer. Like, what are you doing? But, hey, 
And those people are not that intelligent a lot of times. They're just, they have to hyper-focus because like we were talking about last week when we were talking about Little Death, their motivation is just different. Some people are, are, are driven by bitterness and despair. Some people are, are, are you know, they're, they're motivated by the, the fact that if I don't, if I don't accomplish this, I'm going to get kicked out of the house or I'm going to ruin my parents' legacy, you know? But yeah, that's my take for the day. Because <laughs> I, always, I always pick on therapy. I've been picking on therapy since 2016, since it's become mm-hmm. normalized, so to speak. The coolest it's, thing to do. It's the cool thing to do. Why people still so miserable? I mean, people been doing it pretty pretty consistently for the last four or five years now. People are still people are still pretty miserable. I think when people go to therapy, especially women, like you say, they look for medication and they look for the pat on the back. If somebody, if, if your friend circle has turned their back on you, the therapy, you go to therapy looking for a pat on the back. And a therapist isn't going to tell you what to do. They're going to provide insight and, and different perspectives. So you're looking for a different perspective to continue to justify your bullshit. That's <laughs> That's why, uh, like, I was talking to one of my homegirls, and she, we were talking about something, and she mentioned that her therapist was was gone, you know, has been been on a two week vacation. I said, shit, she making too much goddamn money to take a two week vacation. It's but I have yet to talk to a man and say my therapist X Y Z. And like, right. I know offhand at least five women that that go to a therapist regularly. And and. And they'll try to shame men into thinking that because they don't go into therapy that they're doing something wrong. But once again, all I'm saying is a lot of these women have been going to therapy regularly for at least three or five years. And what has really changed? What has really changed? I mean, a lot of them, a lot of a lot of a lot of therapists inside and these a lot of these people in this field, I mean, they're really enablers. They're really enablers. Like they they enable bad behavior. And like, I mean, I'm gonna say it. I'm gonna say it until I'm dead in the ground. Like, for people to function in society, men and women, it it takes different ingredients to to have them function a certain way in society. The same way you want to motivate women is not the same way you're gonna motivate a man. Like, you're not gonna slap a man, a, a woman on the ass real hard and be like, "Yeah, let's go get it, let's go get it." Like, that's just not how women function. Like, women are more along the lines of like, you know, you really want them to, you know, go harder, you know. Show them, you know, you know, you kind of you probably want to talk a little softer to them. You probably want to explain things. I mean, I'm not saying you can't be hard and yell at women, but that approach doesn't work with your your average woman. And I'm seeing a lot of more a lot more women are trying to gravitate into that space of like, you know, needing that masculine energy to motivate them. But I'm sorry, I just don't feel that that's um, I don't feel it's natural. And I feel like eventually it, it doesn't it doesn't stick. As long mm-hmm. as it's it's just temporary. I feel like once again, men are grown. Men is our generation was born into that environment. Now, 10 like 10, 15 years from now, the, the, this 12, 13, these 12, 13 year olds that are growing up in an environment where you know uh, they don't even they don't even specify the gender they are. 10, 15 years from now, I mean, who knows? It might be a woman in the NBA. Because that's just that's the way society's going. Um that's gonna be different for them, but like our our generation. You know, I would say like 30 and up, like they grew up in an environment where, once again, 
dolls had dolls the focus of genitalia on a doll was not important like you know pink was pink was for women blue was for boys like we grew up in a uh, a somewhat more traditional society if you grew up in the 80s and 90s that I, I can't really say that for kids who you know born after 2000 so but naturally you know and it's crazy because like people want to fight these things but it's like damn like we've been doing the same shit for two three hundred years and all of a sudden we're this this one blip on the timeline we want to we want to rearrange everything and it's like uh that's four or five hundred years plus of of i would say biological wiring that you're trying to do in a matter of decades <laughs> like the centuries work and in a matter of decades you just think that it's going to change and it's going to be a smooth transition i don't know man i don't know but more, more power you know to you know oh yeah you know. <laughs> yeah yeah i know i know but like i said man, i get it man everybody's trying to find a way to everybody's trying to find a way to cope Everybody's trying to find a way to. Everybody's trying to find a way to, you know, navigate through this through this dark world we live in. Mm-hmm. But the therapists don't got the answer. Trust me, they don't. They don't. Have the answer. <laughs> they they don't. I just I don't believe they do because, like I said, why why don't more of us? Why don't we have? Because you said something about this the other day. You made a statement, and I won't. I won't word for word to statement, but it's about you looking at a situation like, man, why don't you fuck with better women? Or why don't you fuck with better men? Like, that's the same thing with your friends. Like, I still believe you should have that one or two friends that you can pretty much spill your heart out to and not feel that you're going to lose that friend for what you did. Yeah. Just saying. <laughs> like, and I don't think a lot of people have that. I don't think a lot of people have I, I'd that. assume not. I, I I think a lot of friendships are based on the perspective of who you are. Like it, it's based on the this this is my friend that ain't shit, but I fuck with him tough. I've known him since you know junior high. This is my friend who is the established smart person that I always go to. If they do something dumb, I'm gonna start looking at them differently. Because you basically stepped out of the the character that you 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 portrayed, or that the, the character that I've made you in my mind. Projection, projection. I can't I can't even say you know I was gonna say you know a lot of these people just ain't family no more, but you know not in these days. I mean, you're not just spilling your heart out to your family either. So I mean, hey man, hopefully you make enough money to 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 buy your friend because that's all the therapist is. That's all the yeah. therapist is. And, and, and people, cause people can say I'm wrong about that all I want, but like, if a person comes to me seeking advice, well, if a person comes to me venting, my natural instinct is to provide advice. But I've learned, you know, the hard way several times. To, I'm just shut the fuck up and listen, because I mean, at the end of the day, that's all they want. Like, people aren't really looking for advice, so therefore, you should be able to have that within your friend circle. If you don't, like I said, people need to they need to choose better friends. Mm-hmm. This is, this is bottom line. If you are dealing with a chick or even a wife and you witness them murder somebody, do you think that you would look, look at them like different? Like, do you think the love would change? And like, I mean, obviously, the, not, even, not even the love would change. How do you think? How would you feel in that situation? Do you think you could like really like work through that situation and like stand be by their side? What does that Michael B. Jordan <laughs> clip say? Fuck no. No. <laughs> oh.
because if if uh, let's just take it from the from the perspective of a wife. This is my wife. I've chosen this person as you know, uh, basically some type of nurturing individual. Like you know, we we we've got we've gotten together. We've, we're raising children of some sort. You know, this person has my back. And if you murdered somebody, and I guess you know there are certain circumstances, you know that'll that'll like make you look at it a certain twenty five times. Stab them twenty five times for what reason? Uh, maybe they had a psychological breakdown because therapy wasn't working. Yeah, no, no, this is <laughs> this is done. But you know, but you know, it, it, there's there's instances like like you know you would go to you would go to prison and, and you would uh, over your son you would you would go you would go to no lengths to you know over your mother like you know somebody cross your mom it's rap you know mm-hmm. and it's, does that make somebody look at you different like like man you know these these people was pushing up on my on, on his son and then he came through with just in a rage of fury and he cleaned house do I yeah, look I mean, at him I, differently that's that's more of an honorable way of going out like that's that that has some honor to it it's like okay you're defending the family you clearly this is you were you intended to let niggas know these ain't the ones you fuck with well on the other side like a breakdown somebody snapped you know like i said i mean just imagine like you 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 even if you're a woman and like you were saying that you that you love this guy and then all of a sudden you know this guy you know he's he, he he commits a work a workplace massacre he killed six of his employees because he got fired. You going to hold that dude down? You know what I'm saying? And like I said, vice versa. If, if that happened to your wife, could you hold her down after that? Could you be like, you know what? I'm going to be by your side. I know that you killed these people in a fit of rage, but you know what? I love you. I'm going to stand by your side. Just so y'all know, Jay is shaking his head, though. You already know that. You already know how I feel about that situation. I, I, I mean, I mean, you've said it before, and, and you know, love is conditional, plain, plain and simple. Every, it, minus, minus your family. You know, like if, if by, if my son killed somebody, you know, for some odd reason, you know, or let's, let's even say a fit of rage. Like, yeah, I'm looking at him different, but that's still my child. I'm gonna love my child. Just kind of like how. Um, I had I had a conversation with Ed where they where we were talking about Dwayne Wade's now daughter. And you know, a lot of people, especially Boosie, say, man, you know, that shit not right, that shit not right. He may, in his heart of heart, he may not feel that that's right, but that's his child. Like he's gonna hold his child down. Period. You're not gonna exile your child. But see, this with a spouse, this is the person I picked. I didn't have to be here. I made an active choice to be here. Mm-hmm. And then you wild out in a fit of rage, and you drive down Ocean Drive, and you shoot up, you know, random people. What is wrong with you? This is this is this is this is a this is a mental disease that is that is very direct here, and it's like I'm not holding you down like that because I see what happens in a fit of rage. If 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 anybody that's listening has interacted with Tracksuit Javito, you know you will end up in a fit of rage over some shit that I do. So it might come a time you end up in a fit of rage over something that I done did, and you justify shooting it, shooting me in my kneecap. I don't feel safe around you. Hmm. 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 Yeah. So with all that, so with all that being said, like, 
if you if you're dating someone that has cycle I mean could you date somebody that has psychological issues like that was I mean I'm not saying that necessarily if you're going to therapy that you have psychological issues but I mean at what point do we look at therapy as a as a as a way of like okay this person needs help okay how do we because I feel like if you go to the gym it, it's you got a couple of reasons why you're going to the gym. You're trying to lose weight. You're trying to, you know, you're trying to stay in shape because you're already in shape. Uh, you could be going to the gym because of, you know, um, physical therapy, so to speak. But have a reason to go to the gym. As a person, a, a normal human being that's just going about his day to day life, you know. Going to the gym has its benefits for your everyday routine, at least five days a week. You don't, I don't think anybody has a problem dating that person because they go to the gym. I don't think there's a really a pros. You know, I don't think there's somebody like, oh, you go to the gym, I don't want to date you. Um, unless they're like obsessed with it and like some shit like that. But that that's a positive action in 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 my mind frame for the most that's part. Right. Exactly. And I've always seen the gym that way. Now, therapy. Somebody, you know, needing to seek psychological help. Do you see that in the same realm as somebody going to the gym? To a certain extent, I do, because when I talk to when I talk about relationships, because some reason people like to ask my single ass about relationship shit, this still boggles my mind. But the trauma, the the the, and I I use the word trauma loosely because people like to hype that up and downplay it all at the same time. The traumas of your childhood and your past relationship are going to affect the current one that you're in, period, point blank, period. And if you're not working to actively let that shit go and get past that shit and move move forward, then you're just going to sit there harboring it. And it's going to be inside of you like some demon that once you're triggered, it rears its ugly head. Man, I remember, you know, such and such, she, when she was lying, she did the same shit. Say, bitch, why you over there turning your phone to the side when, whenever you, you get a text message? Let me see that shit. Nah, my ex played me like that, you know, because you start holding everybody accountable for what's going on in your past. So you got to deal with that. And a lot of people aren't good at dealing with that on their own. So they have mm -hmm. to seek some outside help. Okay, okay. Very true, very true. So when they seek that outside help... um. You know, do do how long are you? Is that until they get that resolved? Can you still continue to seek out this person and be like, okay, I'm gonna marry this person one day, or are you gonna be like, okay, gotta get it resolved, and then we can move forward? Or you're like, oh, I know you're working on it, so I know we can move forward. I think you gotta see some kind of improvements. Like if you if you if you're if I, if you're going to therapy for 18, 24 months and you still the same goddamn person, then you're just getting robbed at this point. You're just getting robbed. Or you just talk, or you just paying for paying for a friend. That's just sitting there listening to you and, and agreeing, yeah, girl, you're right. Yeah, girl, you're right. Like you need somebody to call you out on your bullshit. Like, no, that is wrong. You, you need to fix this because this is gonna continue to harbor you going into the future. And from my dealings with therapy, granted, it's been several years, I knew I was on some bullshit. But here was an unbiased opinion supporting my bullshit. 
Because I had talked Wells' ear off about it. I had talked Ed's ear off about it. I had talked my mom's ear off about it. I had talked to all these these confidence that I already had. So I needed to go get a new one. So I bought a friend. So that's, to me, the fundamental difference between the gym and going to, you know, seek psychological help. And like I said, I put those two in the same box based on the fact that it's about health. I mean, I appreciate physical health just as much as I appreciate mental health. And I I respect anybody that's trying to get that mental health help. But the same thing with the physical health side, if you go into the gym for a year or two and I'm not seeing no progress, I'm going to think you just in there fucking off. You know what I'm saying? So if I think that you just going into the gym and you fucking off, then I'm going to probably tell you, hey, man, you either you probably need to work out with me or you need to save your money because or or find you a trainer. Find somebody that's going to probably hold you more accountable so you can actually start seeing results because I don't care who you are. If you're consistently in the gym, even on a mediocre to bad diet, you are going to see some type of progress that makes you accountable. You know what I'm saying? It's not much. I mean, it's... It is what it is. It's there. It's 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 almost proof that you're at least attempting to do something. I'm not saying you need to leave the gym every day sore and in pain. I'm just saying, you know those days when you go in the gym and you put in work. Now, on the therapy side, on the mental health side, I, I once again, it all comes back to me just looking at it like, man, like, are you willingly trying to improve? Are you really trying to improve? Or are you just trying to look like you're you're trying to improve? And I think that that's a big deal in today in today's society that a lot of people just want to look the part. They don't want to actually be the part. They don't actually want to put in the work to get the part. They just want to to have that facade. And it's like, and I know I know that that's the case because I know that there are a lot. More, believe it or not, I feel that there are a lot more people that go to therapy. And once they start going to therapy, like it's how do I say it? I don't, I think almost everybody I know that actively goes to therapy, like it's known. It's known. That's why, once again, that's why I put in the same box as gym. Cause I feel like everybody that goes to the gym, it's known. <laughs> like everybody knows you go, everybody knows you go to therapy. Everybody knows you go to the gym. So I just, I just feel like it's all about the look. It's all about the I look. Mean, I mean, take it from the aspect of I go to the gym for, Let's say by three months. Let's say I go three three times a week for three months. If I started out week one bench pressing one thirty five, and then week four month three, I'm still bench pressing one thirty five. I might see some improvement, but I could bench one thirty five when I got here. <laughs> why why am I still doing one thirty five? Yeah, that, that that you could you could there could be weight loss in that. But there clearly isn't any strength building in that. And, you know, some some things are hard to see. Some things are hard to, like, you know, some things are hard to see. And I guess that's the, that's what it all comes down to. Like, what's the metric for, for mental health? Like, what is, the, what is the metric to know that this person I'm dealing with is actually improving? Like, am I, like, like you mentioned earlier, you were like, okay, she's turning her phone over and she's doing all this sneaky shit. So a couple months later, she stops doing that sneaky shit. What does that mean? 
you don't know. Because to me, I feel like that was more of a reflection of myself rather than her. Because if a month or two later she stopped doing that sneaky shit, hey, maybe somebody just got tired of dealing with her. Or, or maybe she was able to build some kind of trust in you. Or maybe she wasn't doing any sneaky shit to begin with, but you were just sitting there paranoid and insecure. Like it, it's it's a it's a it's a ball of things that could happen. And I asked it that way to say, so in that in that in that context, we already knew that you were really the problem. So once she stops doing it, does that mean that the problem resolves itself and you no longer have insecurities? Or are we just gonna wait for a situation to come up again to where it reveals your insecurities? But all this time, you were going to therapy board, though. Good question. Because a lot of times that happens. That happens. There, I mean, there's a trigger. There, there's a trigger. I mean, I, and it really feels like for most people, triggers are going to be triggers. They're going to be there. Mm-hmm. I mean, I, I don't pretend to have the answer. But I am curious to know, like, what are we doing as a society to be like, you know what? This is who I am, but this is not who I want to be because this is not a good this is not when I'm when I'm this person, I'm not good. I'm not, I don't like who I am. So I want to become a person I'm going to like. And I mean, does a person have a metric for that? And I guess in a, in a sense, like, are people going into therapy with that? With that mindset of, you know what, I want to be who I was before all the breakups and all the getting cheated on, you know, because I mean, that's inevitably what it comes down to. Like you can't like you said, we can talk about trauma, no matter what you do about childhood trauma, you can't remove it. It's never going anywhere. Nope. No matter. like You hear all these cute quotes about letting go of the past and don't live in the past. You are the past. You, you, you I mean. Literally and figuratively, you are the past. You always, you, you, you always have a past. You just trauma, trauma up in the trash and throw it away. But it's only what that's going to happen is if you have amnesia. Yeah, because, like, that trauma isn't going anywhere. It's happened. It's in the past. Like it, hey, your you, your your mom beat you senseless. It happened. Like it doesn't it doesn't go away. Like those beatings are are forever going to be there. How you deal with them has to change. I mean, I see a lot of people take that shit out on their parents too. Like a lot of people have like these ongoing beefs with their parents about the trauma that their parents put them through. They're in therapy. You know, they 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 feel like, you know, they're progressing. But every now and then you 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 see and you hear the shade towards their parents. Once again, where's the progress? You're the one still talking about it. You're the one still being petty about it. You're the one still holding on to it. Why? Why? What how is that benefiting you in the long run? Like, how is that benefiting you? And like you, you mentioned earlier, like maybe that's motivation to get you to be a, a different kind of parent. Maybe that's motivation to that's maybe that's why you're in therapy. Maybe that's why you're reading these self-help books. Maybe that's why you're doing a lot of things that you're doing, because, you know, that that is what, what you're trying to set. Set the example like, oh, I'm not going to repeat 
the mistakes of my past or my parents. And I told this to, I forget who I told this to, but at the same time, and I probably said it on here before, we see shit that our parents did that we didn't like. So we do it different as parents. Our kids are going to see some shit that we did that they that we did that they didn't like. So they're going to do it different as parents. Like that that's just how it works. Hey, I like when my, my parents did this, hate it when my parents did that. So I'm gonna do this, but I'm not gonna do that. And then the, our kids are gonna, you know, same thing. It's just how it goes. But the the sit there and the hold that and you know, call it quote unquote motivation, like why does something negative always have to be your motivation? Why can't you just let the negativity go and use the positive reinforcements to be your motivation? If I see Will get a brand new job and he starts making 250K, you know, shout out to Will, though. He did get a new job, start making 250K. I'm not going to be mad at him. I'm going to be like, man, my boy is grinding. I need to get on my grind, too. Like he's setting an example for me in a positive way because this is somebody I look to as a peer. Somebody that's close to me is like, man, if he can do it, you know, with a little bit of luck and the right opportunities, I can do it, too. I'm not I'm not saying I'm not sitting here looking at like, man, you know, this guy went to jail for doing PPP scams. You know, here's my motivation to work harder because, you know, I don't want to end up in jail like that. nigga. It's like. That's a bit of common sense, straight up. I mean, that's common sense. Common sense, like knowing that I don't make 250K. But anyway, <laughs> so, <laughs> look, man. Yeah, I agree with everything you said. Well, and wait, I think hold on. Hold on. Just a PSA. If you did and or are still doing these PPP scams, I'm not saying you're going to jail. But what I'm saying is that the probability is higher than people that didn't do the PPP scams. <laughs> the probability for the people that didn't do the PPP, they could still go to jail, but it won't be for PPP scams. <laughs> I'm not saying you're going, I'm not saying you're not. I'm just saying you just increased your chances. Yeah, you yeah, bought yeah. an extra lotto ticket. Exactly, exactly. Yeah, 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 yeah. Gotcha, gotcha. Yeah. People, yeah. You, yeah, that PSA was necessary. Because I never want to come off as a hater, and I don't even want to come off as a hater now towards therapy. I just I like the conversation about black people going to therapy because it's always about it's always you know the identity politics in terms of all this stuff. When I think that America as a whole has a mental America as a whole is experiencing a mental health crisis that is being ignored, and I personally believe that a lot of progressive ideologies are why. And that's why so many people are like labeling shit as liberating, empowerment, confidence, and all that. I think a lot of that shit is delusion. And I think a lot of that shit deserves to be, to an extent, um, not necessarily shamed, but it should be criticized more on the mainstream level. Because if they're not criticizing it from a mainstream perspective, then as long as it's continued and it's, it's applauded on the mainstream side... It, it gets in, it's gonna get encouraged more. That's why I never I don't care about what D-Wade and them do. Like I know what type of people they are. Like from a for like I know what American celebrities do, like the ones that consider themselves like, you know, mega stars and the elites. Like I look at those people as they're not the common folk. And I really wish that our exposure to those people were was a lot less because those people are so influential to a fault because I don't want kids growing up in 
in in the in a, how do I say this in in a normal town in a regular town like these these are not kids in Hollywood these are not kids that um that have to worry about paparazzi these kids don't go to private school these kids don't live in a celebrity bubble so I would love it if these people that lived in a celebrity bubble did their celebrity bubble things and we weren't exposed to it to the to the extent that we are because if we weren't society would be a lot different but the fact that we have the Willow Smiths of the world, we have Dwayne Wade's son doing this type of stuff, and we have all this, we have all this, what I believe is extremely anti-human almost. It's all, honestly, it's anti-Christian, and I'm not even religious, but a lot of what Hollywood does, and a lot of what the mainstream media promotes, it's extremely like anti-God, it's extremely anti-tradition, and it's like, you don't even have to be a conservative. You don't even have to be religious to see that. Once again, four or five hundred years of what we considered normal is now being changed in a matter of less than a less than a less than a decade and a half. Like a lot mm-hmm. of this, a lot of these principles and a lot of these thoughts have been around for ages, but the normalization of it, the 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 mainstream propping up of it has really, it only really like, it was really super late nineties, early two thousands where it started creeping into the main, it started, it started creeping into the culture. And now it is the culture. Unfortunately, it is the culture. And I don't, and I don't think it, and I'm I'm thinking about what you said about parenting and like, I think it's wild to me that, so many people want to rebel against what, how their parents raised them. And I always ask the question, like, man, like, you don't seem too bad. You know what I'm saying? It doesn't really seem like your parents did that bad of a job. I mean, you're, you're not in jail. You're not, you're, not a, you're not a number of things that you could be if your parents failed you. But I truthfully believe with that exposure to, to, to that celebrity bubble, a lot of people feel like, man, I really wish my parents raised me like that. And it's like, well, once again, I don't see nothing wrong with you. I think you you you, you seem fine to me. So like for you to long for a life that you don't have, a life that you're never going to have, but then you think that you're going to be able to raise your child like that. I just think it's, I think it's dangerous. And I think it, it, it ends up, it ends up putting you in a situation where you're not being rational. And like, like I said, it's it's really the, the millennials and these Zoomers, like they have this, they have this rebel mentality of like, I'm going to do everything that my parents didn't do and I'm going to do it better. And I just, I just think that comes with a lot of arrogance, a whole lot of arrogance. And I think that's why a lot of these, a lot of foreigners come into this country and they're way more successful than a lot of people that have been in this country for hundreds of years. It's like, you got first generation Vietnamese people that come out here and they're flourishing within a matter of 15 years based on the fact that, I mean, they hang on to what has been proven to be effective. It's been, I mean, I'm just saying, I I may be crazy, but that's just how I see it. And I'm like, like I said, I don't, I I hate that they try to place every label or anything like conservative. I just think if it ain't broke, what you trying to fix? That's, that's my mentality. And then a, a lot of it to me is just that underlying layer of accountability. Man, I wish my parents would have would have gave me this freedom to do this and this freedom to do that. It's like, well, did you a exhibit that you could handle 
freedom and responsibility to do such things. And B, the closed mouth doesn't get fed at all. Like, like when I when I when I got a job and I had I had my first quote unquote job at thirteen. Like the the freedoms I had really opened up. When I when I when I got I, and three years later when I got a, a vehicle, I had already been working for three years straight. Then I got a vehicle. My mom's like, I got half the note, but you got the other half. Okay, cool. But with this responsibility, I have freedoms. Hey, I know that I have to pay half of this car note, so I can't be skipping all these work days. Mm-hmm. Nobody's just not giving giving that to me. You know, and and it and it comes it comes a little different. Like you know, I'm sure if we would have been in a financial situation where my mom could just pay for the car, she probably she probably would have. But to to be in that situation to where here is some responsibility, here's some shit that you got to earn, you got to learn it. I think it I think it provided beneficial. And even in and even though like I say shit, if I if I can put my kid in a position to where you know they can really focus on the joys of life and you know don't have to work to, to support the household or anything like that. I will. Cause that's always been a, I've been always been a big advocate of that. Like, hey, if I can give I want to give my child the best life possible. I don't want to have kids and be like, yeah shit, I'm struggling. Shoot, I just want you here so we can struggle together. Cause a lot of people are doing that. You seen you seen the meme I sent you earlier where old girl was talking about, you know, I don't deal with no broke motherfuckers, but then she and somebody DM saying, you know, I'm homeless and I got a child, come pick us up and feed us. Like you gotta make better decisions and you gotta hold yourself accountable. I can't hold my mom accountable for, you know, my financial situation now. I can't. Man, if mom would have you know, if she wouldn't have been, you know, laying on her back, you know, and not going to work, then I probably wouldn't have to be more motivated to go to work. Excuse me? What? What? What sense does that make? No, it doesn't make sense because you're just justifying bullshit. And as, and as people can, and, and I, I always like to say that there's a method to the madness. 1,000%. Organization limits chaos. 1,000%. Justification of bullshit happens every single day. And it just depends on how you want to categorize it. Straight up, straight up, man. I, I, I'm I'm a firm believer in, you know, you know, as long as you your family got your back, you know, utilize that that resource. That's fine. But I'm sorry, man. After about that college age, you can't be looking for mom and dad to be giving you hands out no more. It has to be if mom and dad are doing anything for you, it got to be out of the goodness of mom and dad's heart. Like you get to a certain age where you're you're still like once again, I'm not knocking people that can go move back with their parents, but shit, you move back with your parents and you ain't provide nothing, you just a leech. You gotta understand that you will be categorized as a leech if you're above the age of 25. You're a fully functioning adult. You have you don't you're not mentally retarded. You 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 have you have the uh, capability of getting a job. Like if you are a fully functioning adult in a first world country. Over the age of twenty-five, and I, I, the closer you are to thirty, I feel like the closer you are to being at least able to say I can do the bare minimum without having to leech off my parents. Because if you grew up in a household where the whole time your parents were struggling, what the hell you think they want to do with a grown another grown ass mouth? Like another grown ass mouth? Like that doesn't make it any easier. You're using twice as much light. You're probably eating three times the amount of food, so on and so forth. Like, I get it. 30 years ago, 
you know, a lot of this stuff was was easier. Like you you probably could be able to, you know, move back into your parents' house, you know, homes were cheap. Nigga, we talked about inflation and all kind of shit last last episode. Y'all know what it is. The economy is not where it was 25 years ago, maybe even 15 years ago. So you have to be understanding of the fact that people don't have the money to just throw around like that. Everybody ain't got a PPP loan. Everybody ain't getting handouts from the government. And even if they are, it's probably for their survival, not yours. Like, like I'm out here barely making it. What makes you think I have the 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 capacity or the the uh, the the amount of room in my tank to feed you too? Knowing good and goddamn well, you could be doing exactly what I'm doing. And like you said, fully capable. Fully capable. Fully capable. Like you should have, you should be ashamed of yourself if you're fully capable of leeching off of anybody. Honestly. And I'm I, glad you I, I said just, that. I just feel that way. You should, you should, you should be ashamed of yourself. I'm glad you said that because I really don't feel that. In the, I feel like in the past, like three years, I feel like shaming is so one sided now. Like you can't shame people. Like it's like backwards world now, clown world. Because it's like you literally can't shame people for doing shit that you know is foul. Like. We got this whole dumbass bonnet situation going on in the black community, which is a very trivial conversation. But for the most part, it's hilarious because, like I said, it puts you in the mind frame of where we are as a community. It's like, this is irrelevant. My personal opinion, I don't give a shit. You want to wear a bonnet to Walmart? You want to wear a bonnet around? Do what you fucking want to do. Because y'all are, because as a society, we're so far gone that a bonnet doesn't even matter anymore. Now, Five, six years ago, seven years ago, when shit wasn't, like, we can't shame bonnets in the context of, oh, these black women are just doing what they do, you know, this is a part of culture, but I swear, when Derrick Jackson's wife came on the screen with her bonnet on, she was specifically clowned for that, and I just felt like I saw a lot of comments about that, like, Oh, she could have got herself together and blah, blah. But I'm as I remember, she was in the comfort of her home. You know yep. what I'm saying? And it's like, it's interesting to see how shame works. It's like, it's a, it's a moving of the goalpost situation. It's like, I get it. You're saying that this is a part of black culture. Black women just, you know, this is how, I guess this is how black women express themselves, blah, blah. Once again, a bunch of buzzwords to justify bullshit. But the fact of the matter is like, if if you're able to do this in public in a Walmart outside of the comfort of your home, how is it not acceptable for her to do it in the comfort of her home? And that's why I, that's why I say like, you know, if you're gonna shame something, be consistent about it. And I mean, and I'll understand a black community we shamed a lot of things for years and years, and all of a sudden we want to rewrite history. And it's like, damn, y'all programmed a lot of people to be this way for 30, 40 years, and all of a sudden. To me, it just seems like y'all just don't give a shit no more. Y'all lazy. Y'all don't want to be the best versions of y'all selves. So now it's, you know what? How about y'all mind y'all business and this and that and, you know, this? No, no. You know what? I don't think I will. I don't think, <laughs> I'm sure, I, I, don't, I, think I think I have a problem with what's going on. And once again, not specifically about the bonus, but all I'm saying is 
when are we going to put more pressure on ourselves to be better? It's, and it goes back to the therapy thing. Like, I'm not about to allow y'all. I mean, I can't do shit about it, but from a, from a, my perspective, like, it's me. I'm on y'all ass because I don't want to allow y'all to just go to therapy and not improve. But then just be out here, oh, I'm going to therapy. Oh, putting out these memes about therapy. Like, I don't give a fuck about you going to therapy if you're not improving. I don't care about you going to the gym if you're still bad built after two exactly. years. Exactly. I don't care. I, you don't bought the gym membership. You don't bought the outfits. But you ain't you ain't in there. It's just all me. And 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 it's like, look, you you've seen the the Facebook and and I'm sure there's an Instagram page, people of Walmart, where they just see people in their wilding. I mean, there's been a time or two. When I've had to run into Walmart, I got on some some slides with some socks and you know just just some lounge clothes and 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 I was gonna bring this up to you. It's been probably numerous times you done went into Walmart not looking your best and you've seen some baddies in there and just be like, damn, I need now I got to get dressed up to come to Walmart. Now we talk about it going to Target all the time. Now oh, I need yeah, to get Target, dressed up Whole Foods, but it's the show. But the <laughs> <laughs> show. But it's like, you know, I'm coming in here looking looking dusty. I know that, you know, nine times I ain't, I ain't, I'm not finna get chose. And, hey, that might not be why I'm in there at the moment. So, hey, look, if you want to come in there and your bonnet, from, from me, do what you got to do. But like you say, the bonnet is designed for you to sleep in. If you're not sleeping anymore, put a hat on. Just, just throw a hat on. It's... It, it's... Once again, it's it's a reflection of effort. It's it show it, it you know to me it's it's a it's a laziness issue, um, and I, I and I'm pretty sure that there are, I can't I don't know a lot about women's products as far as like their hair products, but there are multiple ways to conceal your hair if that's really the main goal. Um, I know people are just you know trying to keep their edges laid and all kind of stuff, but all I'm just going based off the fact that. This was an issue five years ago. It was an issue when Derek Jackson's wife did it. Now all of a sudden, you know, it, it's it, to me it was just interesting. It's like once again, it's super trivial. It doesn't matter because we have we have we have poverty in a black community. We have higher abortion rates in a black community. We have low birth rates in a black community. We have public schools that are garbage. We have super disrespectful kids in a black community. We have um, we have violence against you know one another that. It's not black on black violence. It's literally just the, it's the the lack of, it's the lack of um, humanity amongst one another. Like we got gang culture in the black community that's like super bad. Like we have a lot of things in the black community that ain't what's up, and it's not being talked about because people want to talk about bonnets. People want to talk about. <laughs> I'm just saying, bro, that shit crazy to me. And I I know we're sitting here talking about bonnets, but talking about bondage from a perspective of dog, like, do y'all see what's going on? Like, like I say, I like the mental health conversation, but when y'all talking about bonnets, when y'all really should be talking about a metric system to define what would be better for us as a black community, as far as where we should be mentally, because we're so far gone mentally that it's scary. Like I had a post on my blog the other day when I was sitting here, like, Black women were at one at at one point or another. This is no longer, and it's not a it's not up for debate. Black women are not the not the beauty standard anymore. Like, if you see somebody out there with a with a with a big ass, they are not trying to be black. 
You see somebody out there tanning their skin, they are not trying to be black. In my honest opinion, they're just trying to simply be exotic. If anything, they're trying to be Brazilian or whatever. Because I can't accept that they're trying to be black when black women are doing the same exact thing. Like, black women are bleaching their skin. Black women are getting Brazilian butt lifts. Black women are getting liposuction. Like, y'all, black women are getting their lips done. They're they're putting Botox in their You're not the standard anymore. When so you were the it, standard, everybody was trying to keep up. Now you're doing what everybody else was doing. Yeah, so at, at first I kind of like, when, even when Michael Jackson had his little, you know, his little quote uh, about, you know, the bleaching of the skin, the tan and stuff, I kind of got it. And that was like early 2000s, late 90s. Like, I was like, yeah, Michael Jackson owned something. But fast forward to 2021, I don't see that anymore. Like, I, I don't believe that as far as beauty goes, that black women are, or black features are the standards. And I can say that comfortably because I'm looking at black women remove their natural beauty from themselves. And obviously they blame it on men, but they're removing aspects of their natural beauty to look like something else. Because for as long as I've been living, I know that they're like, I would never, dis- I have, I mean, I may, it might be, be just me, but would you have ever described black women growing up as Coke bottle shape? Like, do you feel like black women naturally had Coke bottle shapes? No. Do you think any race of women had a Coke bottle shape? No, like, I, I don't think a Coke bottle shape is, is something you can say, oh, this is something that's predominantly in this race. I think you might have, you know, some outliers in, in every race, basically, is like, oh, yes. you know, her genetics just hit right. And yes. She just came out nice. Like, like I got a homeboy. He's he don't do nothing but smoke weed and and eat Popeyes. And this nigga's in the best shape of his life. <laughs> I believe it. I believe it. Be Genetics like that, are just they they just are what they are. Like, hey, it'd be like that. So 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 to sum up what Jay just said, to have a Coke bottle shape is not natural. Bottom no. line, it's not natural, and it's not it's not the average. So. We're already in a place in in in, a, in, in a, on a timeline right now where everybody's going for this unnatural look. Like I look, we uh, you know, I was looking at some some Botox ads, and I'm laughing at the fact that it's like, hey, you know, you want to get that natural look. I'm like, well, natural lips have wrinkles in them. Everybody's lips aren't fat and look like fucking fish. Like, I, I don't even know anymore. You just got two balloons on your face. Like, even Angelina Jolie with her with her lips, like, they, you can say she has natural looking lips because at least they have the wrinkles. But to me, that just means that, to me, she just had them hold so long that they're finally starting to, like, fit her. But if your lips are just two pink blobs, that's not natural. That's And it's like, you want the natural look. Well, I have the natural look. Like, this is because untouched, unfiltered. This, this is, is what natural. I was born with. <laughs> but it's it's kind of and you know, if I want to say it really became mainstream when when the Kardashians and the Jenners you know came into popularity, and I think that's that's been a long time now. I want to say fifteen plus years, if I'm not mistaken. So when they came into popularity, it really became more mainstream and more known. I mean, like you would know. You know, your Pamela Anderson's, you know, later in life, she she got work and, you know, you would know these one offs. But now it's common and it's common to the point where 
oh, I want to, you know, I want to go get this look. And you, the meme you said that, you know, it's, it's, it's a lot of copy paste now. You know, it's like, I want to look like this. I want to look this, like this. But you want to look like something that isn't natural. I, I, could, I, could, I could start working out with Will every single day. And at the end of the day or at the end of the year, we're not going to look the exact same. No, we're not. And we're, we're about the same height. I'm probably 20 pounds heavier than Will. But we're not going to look the same. It's just not going to happen. But y'all can go and and see these plastic surgeons, and you could theoretically come out looking like Kim Kardashian if you got enough enough money. We see the the hooked on the look um, Snapchat page where hey, I've spent over you know a hundred thousand dollars on my body to to look just like this Barbie that came out in nineteen eighty nine to the point where I don't have any genitalia below the waist. People are paying to do this shit, and. Like you said, the body dysmorphia is a mental illness. It is. It's big time. You can't. You can't tell me that this person spent two hundred and fifty thousand dollars to alter their body to the point where you don't even recognize or can tell if their face is moving when they cry. You cannot tell Ooh. me that's not a mental illness. You can't. That's that's, that's scary, man. And, and and there's two sides of that. And the root cause of a lot of this shit is people's desire to be objectified. That's why I sent you that post earlier. It was like, you know, if you had a lot more to offer, then everything wouldn't have to be like sexual objectification. Like if you if you knew that you had a bubbling personality, you knew that you were beautiful the way you are, like so many aspects to it. But deep down inside, people crave that objectification. They want to be objectified. They want to be seen as a sexual object. And I've said this probably for two years now. America's way too sexy. Everything revolves around sex. So if you're not sexy, you don't feel sexy, then you're doing something wrong. And it's like, okay, I get it, but that's the problem. And once you identify that problem, it's almost like letting, it's almost like that trauma that you really can't let go of. You just got to learn to live with it. It's like Bruce. It's like like, like like what Bruce Banner said. Like they was like, man, like you know how how you been controlling it. The classic Avengers line. He was like, I'm always angry. It's yeah, like yeah, I just stay angry. I, I, that's just that's just how. I mean, that's a part of who I am. I'm living with it. Like Cat Williams said, you know, hey y'all go get plastic surgery and shit like that. That don't work for men. Like we just come across the mirror one day. It's like, damn, I got I got I got I got a big nose. All right, you know, I just got a big nose, and you just rock with it. For the majority of men, that's how we take it. Hey, I got a big nose. I got to rock with it. I got to make this work. And the same conversation that I have have with J-Mark is like, no matter what your features are, no matter what your income is, no matter if you got your whole fit from Dollar General or Nordstrom's, if people fuck with you, they're going to fuck with you. Plain and simple. They're not going to fuck. If, if, they, if they pretending to fuck with you, they fuck with you for what you got, for what you're doing. Oh, yeah, this person, you know, he going to get us into the club for free. That's why I fuck with him. But if he ain't getting us into the club, I probably don't hit him. I don't hit him unless I need something. You know, I'll never hit him. Hey, you know, even even the 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 the, the customary happy birthday text or whatever, when you come across people's birthday, you know, if they fuck with you for what you got. They're going to be a parasite and they're going to use you. They're going to leech off of you. If you're a woman and you're on social media and I take a screenshot of your last 15 posts and nine of them, I see nothing but your ass. When I slide in your DMs, I'm trying to fuck. 
<laughs> just to be honest, that's what you're showing me that you have to offer. If I if I see you, you know, you do podcast promotion or you do some tax services, and it's like, you know what, our podcast needs some promotion. Hey, you know what's good? You know what 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 what, what do you do? You know, hey, you know what? You go to school for this, that, and the other. You don't have to go to school to sell that ass. <laughs> One of the oldest professions in the book. One of the oldest. Wasn't Mary Magdalene a hoe? <laughs> I, I might have that. Was. I might have that wrong, and I might have said that a little off, you know, off cuff. But I think that's technically what her her prostitution was. Her, her yeah, was her. You're um, right. You're right. You're right. Uh, man. I think we're still in the uh, infancy stage of social media, as crazy as that sounds. I mean, social media is is only really a decade strong, and it's going to be around for a while. And I think people still don't understand that, once again, we come from a, um, our generation. I would say, you know, if you've been on this planet 30 years or more, you perceive things a certain way. And when we first got online, we 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 saw things for what they were, like, I feel a lot of us are pretty literal in a sense of how we navigate social media. Um, so I agree with you, man. If, if a person, and it's not even necessarily the, a bunch of ass shots, it's literally like if most of your content is sexual, then if you are approached sexual, you shouldn't be surprised. If you are surprised, to me, that just shows a, a, a lack of self-awareness. You don't understand how everybody else thinks you only see things from your perspective and that's the problem we don't have we don't have enough self-awareness out here and we don't have enough people that are willing to empathize you don't put yourself in other people's shoes you can't there is no way in the world where because i saw that interview i don't know who was interviewing but some white knight was basically on some like oh no y'all shouldn't be approaching women like that and blah 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 i'm like I agree with you to a certain extent because if I don't, me personally, if I don't know a chick, know a chick, I'm not sliding her DMs on no wild shit regardless. If I don't know a chick, know a chick. You know what I mean? If if I just like kind of like mutually know a, a, a woman, just seen her here and there, I'm going to have my judgments about her, but it's not going to provoke me to be like, hey, I'm going to be on some rapey, creepy type shit. I don't move like that. And I'm not saying that mm -hmm. that's what you're doing. I'm just saying like, I know that there are a lot of women out there that love to post thirst traps. Me personally, I don't care because so many women post thirst traps. Why am I supposed to be amused? It's not amusing yeah. anymore. If I go through, if I can go through literally, if I go on an explore page and I put in some, you know, some, some random shit or whatever, I'm going to see 30 or 40 women just like you. It's not appealing anymore. The thirst traps were probably unique in 2019, 2018, but shit, after the pandemic, thirst traps are pretty, they're boring now. You're basic. You're basic. All right. Take, take a look at what I just sent you. But it's like, and I'm not going to, you know, go into, oh, this is how you slide into a DM or, or anything like that or how you shoot your shot. But the fact of the matter is, if you want more out of a person, you approach them a certain way. Plain and simple. You don't, you don't, and I, and I, and I, I hate saying it like this because I feel like it's, it's not, it, it should be common sense, but the way that y'all use common sense really doesn't fucking make any sense to me. It's kind of like, 
you know, here you are, some stranger that you've never, never, you know, spoken to or anything before. And I see this a lot because I got a lot of homegirls that'll, you know, screenshot the DMs of, of, of men coming at them just completely wrong. Like one of my one of my she's one of my sister's best friends um, in, in high school. But, you know, I, she, you know, just tight knit and I, I know her parents and everything. She's she's a, a, a personal trainer. And, you know, she'll say, you know, boom, you know, here's here's shout out to Trey. She'll she'll put a three the hard way, you know, over over time for her progression. And then she'll get guys in her, her DM saying, oh, well, you know, I think you look better when you were you were thicker. When you had more weight on you, when you were, were less toned. And it's kind of like, so is that a shot? Like nobody asked you for that. That's 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 just so unsolicited. Like nobody told you. To do, no, nobody said, hey, Jeremy, 1347. Which picture do you think is best? Like, and and do you do you honestly feel like that's going to get your point across? My homegirl be t- telling me like she say one thing she say about dudes across the board is like niggas weird man, niggas is really weird. And um, when I when I hear about situations like that, I mean that's the first thing that come to my mind. Niggas weird. So like. Once again, it's that it's got to have that ability to empathize. Like, I get what he's doing from a, it's probably from a universal perspective. Everybody look at that nigga like he's on some dumb shit. But I'm going to tell, I'm going to tell y'all once again, though. If you're wait, paid, wait, wait, I know what you're going to say, too. I'm just saying. But I don't know if you should say it. No, no, look, look, look. Nah, look, look. If your page is in private, somebody's following you. And they give an opinion. You have to understand that you are on a platform that kind of allows that. Like that's what people do on social media. You post a picture, people see it, they like it, they comment. So I'm pretty. I'm guessing I did go exactly where I when you thought I was. But bottom line, people feel the need to express their opinion on social media. So when they see you posting progression pics. They probably feel that you are looking for some validation. You are looking for an opinion, like a, like what you just sent me. You know, somebody going through, you know, dysmorphia. No matter what they say, they're gonna want validation from somewhere. And a lot of times, as long as that validation doesn't come from creeps or weirdos, they're gonna love that validation. That validation is gonna make their day. So once again, and, and even and even with what I just sent you. If if I if if I were sliding them DMs and be like, hey, if you lose twenty more pounds, you gonna be you gonna be the shit. I might get some backlash saying, you know, oh, I didn't post this for you, I didn't do this for you, this 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 and this and the other. But when you put that phone down, what are you gonna think? That's really inevitably that's all that matters. When you put that phone down, you're gonna be like, shit. Do I need to go harder? Do I need to lose twenty more pounds? I thought I felt good about myself. Now, I don't know. I don't know. That that's why external motivation is 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 not. I mean, once again, like really, the only motivation that's gonna work for you is the motivation that just. I mean, it's it's a it's it's a metric that you set for yourself, and what motivates that motivation is is. It's always gonna be. It's really no easy way about it, but. Your motivation should just come from a place of um, 
I would say more more positivity, more along the lines of experience. I mean, simply just wanting to be the better better version of yourself than you were the the day the day of the day before. You know, wanting to better yourself shouldn't come with crippling and negative emotions. Bottom line, like it shouldn't. That shouldn't be it. Um, but it, all this shit comes down to to mental health, and I believe although that the rainbow trumps mental health month for men. I still feel like that was important uh, to talk about in this episode because I know like some places do celebrate its mental, it's men's health, mental health month in June in some places, you know, we already know that since we are, we're in a society that's extremely anti-male. We see that with a lot of the movies we watch. That's a conversation for another day, but um, long story short, man, um, I don't. I think the road we're going down in society is is extremely sad. Like, you have people that live for that moment that they can Instagram or they can Snapchat, and it's like, it's all you want out of life. Like, seriously, it's all you want out of life. This this is going to be the highest of your highs. That's pathetic. That's that's my take on it. Like, y'all do y'all, and it is what it is. But it's sad because. That right, that knowing that about a lot of people lets me know that I don't. There's not a lot to hope for in the future, like as far as like what it's gonna look like for the masses. Like I don't have a lot of hope for the masses, but like my family and like so the way my closer friends move, what I what I want for myself, I'm gonna continue to do me. But it's just sad to know that a lot of people are gonna be miserable in the years to come. Based on what they that based on what they appreciate, so to speak, like like this is all you want. This is all you want. This, this is all you this want to be is where you max for. out. That that's scary to me, man. That's 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 my thing. And I think once again, if people aren't pushed to look inward more when they're going to these therapy sessions, when people are addressing mental health, it has to be more specific. Shit is way too vague these days. Shit is way too vague, and nobody really. Everybody's scared to. Everybody's scared to have a solution. Like I said, I may not have a solution. I may talk around some things, but like, it's. I'm trying to get the conversation going. That's really it, you know. But we got a lot of work to do, and I don't think the work is ever going to be done. I don't think. I don't and think anybody's ever really going to aspire to do the work. And it's fine if the work is never done, as long as there's progress. <sighs> yeah, you got to start, though, bro. You got to start. And like I said, social media is in its infancy stage. I truthfully believe that. I believe there are certain parts of the Internet that have been around for a long time. Like, I feel like people that got, came on the Internet and they experienced chat rooms people that experience like um, uh, straight up people that experience chat rooms, mm-hmm. uh, people that were already, you know, dealing with search engines 20, when they talk, talk about America online search engine, people that already experienced that and like dealt with that. I feel like those people should be driving internet culture, but they're not. And it's unfortunate. It's the people that probably that their first experience with the internet probably was, probably was uh, Facebook or Instagram, you know, they, or, or if they did, if they did hop on 
chat on chats, it probably was like towards the very end when ch- the chat rooms were about to go extinct. But um, nonetheless, man, you know, it is what it is. I, I know me as one man can't change everything, but, you know, I hope this conversation just makes certain individuals, you know, look at their situation. But you know what? They own to some, you know, maybe we can't, maybe I can't do better things to, uh, to better my situation, so on and so forth. But all in all, I know y'all niggas going to be who y'all are. I know, and, I know people are. And we are going to be who we are. Yep. And that's pretty much it. So, um, yeah, man. On another topic, before we conclude, the Atlanta Hawks are trash. 76ers don't have Joel Embiid. No, Joel Embiid is playing. Come on, like, that's a fucking 70% Joel Embiid. That's a 70% Joel Embiid. A dude, you got a fire alarm going off? I got a fucking fire alarm going off. Wow. So we'll conclude this episode and uh, we'll talk again. <laughs> With that being said, hopefully I'm not burnt up. <laughs> <laughs> this has been the No Boundaries Podcast. Thank you for listening. But ever since the dawn of civilization, people have craved for an understanding of the underlying order of the world. There ought to be something very special about the boundary conditions of the universe. And what can be more special than that there is no boundary?